All right, Richie is busy working. That's Scott Ritchie on his top 100 players in college basketball for 2021-2022. Will it be Kofi at number one? I mean, the Illinois Center certainly has a very strong case, but Gonzaga's Drew Timmy, UCLA's Johnny Juzang, you know, they're going to be in the mix too. We'll talk about Richie's top 100. How many other Illini will be on that prestigious list that will appear in Sunday's News Gazette. That and plenty more in this week's Inside Illini Basketball podcast. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. And it really is a good Monday morning because you know what? We're talking basketball, all right? I don't care. I don't want to hear a word about that Purdue football game. I don't want to hear about Charlotte. I don't want to hear about anything that involves a pigskin. Is that understood, Scott Ritchie? Okay, well, so you're reminding yourself then not to bring it up because I, you know, dating back, I think now 168 podcasts, I've never been the initiator of the football talk. Don't you get smart with me. Just bringing the facts like I always do. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette, in a grumpy mood until I entered this very booth because I saw a, a beaming Scott Ritchie with his Nick Smith jersey on, and I knew we were going to talk basketball. Okay, again, don't wear jerseys, one. Two, if I did, wouldn't be Illinois jerseys. And three, no offense to Nick Smith, but it wouldn't be a Nick Smith jersey. This is inside a line of basketball. We're even got we even got Ed Bond happy. All right, he was grumpy over the weekend. He had some snafus at Ross Aid that he had to fix to get the game on the radio. Is there a, like a siren I can sound every time you bring up something related to football. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard, Illinois had a flat tire, not a literal one, but they didn't play so well, and. I followed it on. I was at Western Kentucky, Scott Ritchie, and I followed along a little. Uh, the Snapchat was the best way for me to follow along because uh, Yanni Leros, who did it for us, called it the worst, most boring game he's ever been to, and he's been to a lot. Like, should I answer? This is no, still football. I'm just I'm, okay. I mean, it wasn't a great game. That, that's right. my enough. Summation. Stop talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> my fault. Sorry. <laughs> We're here to talk basketball, doggone it. You know what today is? It's one day closer to media day, which is on Friday here in Champaign, which means happy times. Yeah, the college basketball season like officially starts this week. Practice will get underway. 
We've got Illinois Media Day on Friday, and then next week is Big Ten Media Day. Over well, days plural, but I'm just going for the first where Illinois will be there in Indianapolis. They're going to do it at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, kind of following the sorry football trend where Media Day was at Lucas Oil Stadium. So mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like that. Okay, so let's. We're I don't even know where to start. How about where is Illinois going to be when the Big Ten releases its preseason rankings? Well, here's the thing. The Big Ten won't do that. Oh, but I knew you were going to say that. But a a group of us beat writers, spearheaded by Adam Jardy from the Columbus Dispatch and Brendan Quinn at The Athletic, we do our own poll since the B- Big Ten has moved away from ranking all 14 teams. Um, that will I've got to have that done by the end of this week, and then it'll come out uh, in advance of Big Ten media days. Um, and Illinois should be in the top three kind of worst case scenario i've kind of had to consider again now that i gotta do one officially because it's been a while since i've ranked the big 10 teams but i had illinois at number one you know way back when kofi coburn you know announced he was returning in the mm-hmm. summer and don't change your mind now i'm not and like all right did memphis join the big 10 well even, right. if, even if they did I wouldn't rank Memphis ahead of Illinois. Okay, yet. so keep stick to your guns. Oh, I will. It's Bad just, word. I mean, it's not. In that context, I think it's okay. Um, but you know, Illinois, it's not the only Big Ten title contender. I think you know Michigan will probably receive some first place votes. Purdue, as well. Ohio State's lingering there. No, nope. they'll probably be fourth. No, nope. it'll be one of Illinois, Michigan, and Purdue in that top spot. When the when the official poll is released next week, and uh, they'll have Illinois number one, and there's obviously an argument to be made that that's the right choice. I mean, Kofi Coburn is back; he's the best player in the Big Ten, arguably. Uh, Andre Corbello, everyone is expecting a, a really huge year from him, and they've surrounded that ball screen combo, which could be a really good ball screen combo with. Just a collection of athletic shooters. I'd say that's a pretty good, pretty good mix. All right, Scott Ritchie has us all in a better mood. Looking forward to those preseason rankings. Looking forward to Ritchie's top twenty-five, which he has to submit here later in October. Right? He'll uh, he'll keep it all updated on AlinaHQ.com. Good morning, Alina Nation. Every morning, six a.m. Looking forward to that too. Here's what I'm really looking forward to in Sunday's News Gazette. College basketball extra, a full page, uh, plus more than a page. This full, week, a plus, full section, almost. Yeah, but for the rest of eternity, there's going to be college basketball dominating our sports section. Thank you. Yeah, so Thank starting you your, yes, starting this Sunday, um, in our weekend extra section, I'll be putting together, you know, the top 100 players Ooh. in college basketball. Stop right there. Okay, you were just saying Kofi's the best player in the Big Ten, which could stake claim to the best league in the country. Sure. That makes him the best player in the land, according to my math. I just did it. I mean, there's you know maybe one way to come up with that, that result to the You're equation. You're saying no, he's not? I haven't made the final decision yet, but he's certainly like in the top three 
again. Top three. As, as I use that again. Uh, other contenders, Drew Temme, Gonzaga. Nope. <laughs> I'm just helping you here, Scott. Well, I think I'm you're here to help. You're probably going to say nope to the next one I have. Uh, Johnny Juzang, UCLA. No. Well, no. I take that back. The limited time I got to see him, but he's just a he's just a small forward type guy, right? I mean, Dime a dozen. Okay, he's. I mean, if he plays like he did in the NCAA tournament, okay. uh, where he was really good, right. for UCLA, like that, certainly buoys his candidacy to be the number one player. Keep going. I mean, those are like the certainly the I think my top three um, other contenders. You know, well, if those are your top three, Kofi is the best player in the land. Go ahead and put him one. I might. It's our paper. It is our paper, and it's my top 100, so I can do whatever I want with it. But I try to be objective and realistic, and Drew Timmy and Johnny Juzang are both really good basketball players. And kind of some other guys that are in that top 10 consideration, um, you know, everyone's favorite Michigan Wolverine, Hunter Dickinson's been getting a lot of hype. I'm not sure I'm nope. as high on him. Nope. He's still pretty good. Um Trevian Williams, I mean, a lot of Big Ten big men. No. He's he's not bad though. Right, he's like the the one that I I think doesn't maybe get enough attention because he plays at St. John's is um, Julian. I'm gonna his last name's almost spelled like Champagne, but I think it's who Champagne. That's not right. I really should figure it's out. It's not how to Bill Wennington or Chris Mullen or Mark Jackson. I don't want to hear it. Well, all those guys are. Well past their Walter prime. Barry. <laughs> no, he's really good. Like St. John's, I think, will be an nope. interesting team to watch this year. Um, er. There's some guys at Alabama. Jaden Shackelford is one of their better guards. Nope. I'm just going to throw this one out there for Jeff D'Alessio, Buddy Beheim. No, no, no. <laughs> he's not no. going to be in consideration okay. for the top All spot. Right. But, again, another one of those guys, if he plays like he did in the NCAA tournament where he shot – like 58% from the field overall, 48% from three-point range. Just killed it. That's why they made the Sweet 16. Syracuse will be, I mean, they might go as Buddy Beheim goes, which is crazy. <laughs> also, his brother's on the team now. So it's the whole Beheim family has taken over the Orange. Remember when Syracuse had real players? I remember when they had Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. That was fun. They had some ballers. For a year. Ballers. All right. Carry on. Jerry McNamara? <laughs> Not a baller? On the, he's still he's still around. He's on the coaching staff. Um, how about this? Going to be a bad team, but Scottie Pippen Jr., yep. really good at Vanderbilt. Yep. Really bad team, though. Okay. Jerry Stackhouse has got some problems. Um, and then there's some freshmen that could work their way into that conversation. Uh, Chet Holmgren, the Maybe. ultimate unicorn really curious at Gonzaga. About, yeah, really curious how he his game translates to a more physical level. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not – He's essentially a small forward at seven feet tall. Right. Uh, so skinny. But he was obviously very dominant in high school, AAU. And he played really well for uh, Team USA in the FIBA U19 World Cup. So I think that he got a, I think, a sneak preview maybe of what he'll be facing, a little bit at least, in college basketball. So interesting there. And then Paolo Banchero at Duke, another five-star freshman. Okay. Could be pretty good. All right. But the top three, again, Kofi, yeah, Drew Timmy, Johnny Juzang. I think Kofi's your, your pick at number one. be pretty cool. Champagne News Gazette, top 100. Yeah. I mean, All right, I he's know, a lot. I don't want to put any pressure on you, Scott Ritchie. Well, again, my top 100, I'm <laughs> going to do what I want. 
Uh, but I mean, Kofi's a lock to be a preseason All-American. Like he's going to have a lot of honors before the season even gets going at all. And then if he plays as everyone kind of expects, maybe he shows you know some signs of growth in a couple areas. Could be a, a, again first team All-American at the end of the season, candidate for National Player of the Year. I mean, that's on the table. Looking forward to that list, seeing how many uh, Big Ten players crack your top 100. I know a second Illinois player is going to. DeAndre Corbello. Where might he fall? He's probably roughly in the between 20 and 30, somewhere around there. Maybe closer to 20. It just, I mean, a lot of that is projection for him as a sophomore, but based in a way, on how he played last year when Io DeSumo was out with the concussion and broken face. And Andre Corbello was really good in those games. I mean, almost had a triple-double um, here in Champaign against Nebraska. Then I played really well. I went the next two games were what, at Wisconsin, at Michigan. And just really, you know, as a freshman, it was Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year. I mean... Now he's going to start, obviously. Um, I guess. I guess I shouldn't assume Brad Underwood will do that, but like, it'd be almost crazy not to. So I think you know we don't know for certain that he's going to make this huge leap as everyone expects, but that's that's the idea at least. And if he does, I mean, another guy could be you know in the running to be one of the Big Ten's best players. All right. Any uh, chance a third? player winds up on that top 100 list and who would that be a, th- a third Illini if it was anybody it'd be Trent Frazier okay and right now I'm just not sure what Trent's role will exactly be I mean will it be more of the Trent Frazier that you know went wild at M- Michigan was the leading scorer um will he I mean, he's still gonna own his kind of you know Defensive mindset because he is gunning for a defensive, the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year honor that I think he probably thought he should have won last year. Pretty good case he was in the mix for that. Um, I'm just not sure what the combination will be with him offensively and defensively. And a lot of it depends on the guys around him. Like if Austin Hutcherson is what Illinois fans want him to be, then. Trent Frazier doesn't have to do as much offensively. Um, you know, if one of the freshmen somehow has a breakout, then again, it's another option on the wing where you know, Trent doesn't have to score 18 points a game or whatever. I mean, if Corbello is, puts up a maybe not quite Iowa Dasumu-like season, but Iowa Dasumu-adjacent-like season, that's that's less that Trent has to do, and he can... You know, find that balance between being a rock solid defender and then also, you know, a secondary scoring option. And a lot depends on you know, Kofi's his role increases. That that means you know probably fewer touches for Trent. Alfonso Plummer is another guy that's in the mix there. So there's enough questions about what it'll be. I mean, I think he'll be he'll play well for Illinois in whatever he does. I just don't know exactly what his role might look like. All right, Friday's media day. What happens there? Uh, is the media allowed in, first of all? Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little different than we've done in the past years where we'd start at 
Uh, Bill Felt for press conference with Brad Underwood. Uh, Nancy Fay will do that as well, the women's coach. Before we move over to Ubbin to talk to the players, all the players would be available. Ubbin's, you know, under construction right now, kind of a, a jumble. So we'll just do everything at State Farm Center. And we'll be there in person, yeah. masked up, because that's the, the rule. But you know, after you know, last year where we didn't get to see any of the players or coaches in person, really, and except at games, and even that was from a distance, this will be nice. Cause, I mean, it's wild to think that Andre Corbello has, and Coleman Hawkins have played full seasons at Illinois. And the last time I like talked to them in person was – and Coleman, when he was here in his high school, his senior year of high school, and prolific prep played at Centennial. Yep, and that was like October of 2019. And then Andre Curbelo, I think the only time I've spoken to him in person, as opposed to on the phone or Zoom, was February 2020 at Rutgers because he made the trip over from crazy from Long Island. So All right, it'd be it'll be nice just to see those guys in person, talk to them and, and the rest of the team. Here's a little bonus: if you're a print subscriber, pick up your Sunday edition three fifty. I think it's cheap, and we're gonna put some basketball on a one, telling about the community's excitement toward what should be a promising season, especially in the doldrums of football, kind of setting everybody back a little bit. That'd be good. I know yeah. the rebounders excited to have some in-person uh, gatherings. I know uh, the student sales, of course, going nuts, sold out quickly. Uh, we'll try to get you an update on how the regular season tickets are going as well. Yeah, well, I know like the the mobile option for season tickets is also sold out. Um, single game tickets will go on sale here shortly, I believe. But based on like the mobile season ticket sales. Just the other general season ticket sales, student season ticket sales. Like, if it's not maybe a regular sellout, SA Farm Center this year, I'll be surprised because they were at the end of the 2019-20 season had several in a row um, as that team was building to something that obviously didn't happen because the Big Ten and NCAA tournaments were canceled. If things would have been normal last year, obviously with the Top twenty-five team, top five team for yep. a good chunk of the season. I think that place would have been full, and excitement and expectations haven't waned from the fan base for Illinois basketball. In fact, they've probably only grown as that other sport that's happening right now has had some rough times. As I talk around the pigskin. All right, uh, give me some scoop recruiting wise uh, in the last week. Any better news uh, than you were? Bring in a week ago. Well, I don't think I had bad news. It wasn't great news. news. There just wasn't any. Was just a lot of news. No. What I'm asking, I need a commitment. <laughs> That's what I need. Uh, well, there are, um, I think, a couple guys in the 2022 class that are announcing their decision this week. Uh, one of them is uh, Christ Essencando. Essendoco, excuse me. Uh, he's originally from. France plays his high school basketball in North Carolina. Illinois is in his top seven. Uh, seven foot, 265 pound center would fill, from a physicality standpoint, that what I assume will be a Kofi Coburn sized hole in the roster next year. Uh, I'm not sure that 
Elmay will be his landing spot, though. I mean, coaching staff, a couple of them went to see him. You know, as you know, recruiting opened up again this fall, just to, you know, for um, in home or in gym, as it were, visits, uh, but not a huge push at this at this point in time. And then I think Otega Owe, who's a six five guard out of New Jersey. Uh, is also going to decide. He doesn't have like a, a finalized list, but he made an official visit to Champaign. Um, some competition there from Oklahoma. Um, Penn State's also involved. His brother, who now plays for the Baltimore Ravens, played football at Penn State. So they've got at least that connection. Um, we'll kind of see where, where that goes. But can't guarantee a commitment, but... Uh, Getting closer to November, where they can like sign Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps, that would be a positive step. Otherwise, just you know, a lot of new names to know on the recruiting front, and by a lot, I mean like a ton. I mean, it's one thing about your know, Brad Underwood; um, he certainly provides fodder for Good Morning Illini Nation with just offering a ton of players across multiple classes. Uh, some interesting ones of note. Uh, in the class, another in the class of 2025, so your high school freshman right, right. now, uh, Jeremiah Fears, his older brother Jeremy, of course, is a, I think a four-star point guard, borderline five-star point guard. Uh, also, I mean, he's originally from Juliet, plays at Lalu. Illinois is after him hard. Like the idea of a Jeremy Fears and Kylan Boswell backcourt duo in Champaign is something I think that they would like. You know, both in state kids that are not playing in the state of Illinois anymore, but you know, obviously Colin Boswell's from here, um, so there's the tie there. Um, another interesting offer in the class of 2025, partially just for the fact you know where he plays, you know, Bryce Hurd out of Kenwood, and with Chris Riddle transferring to Compass Prep, I would imagine Bryce Hurd will, Hurd will start, so that means Illinois has offered, in theory, Kenwood's entire starting lineup. Between J.J. Taylor, Davis Lurie, Darren Ames, Trey Pettigrew, and now Bryce Hurd. Um, kind of wild. Um, Back to Colin Boswell real quick. Yeah. Um, Urbana kid, right? Went to Edison for a little bit, too. So Champaign-Urbana kid. Continues to uh, attract major, major attention. Yeah, he's a five-star now in the is, class of 2020. Is that worry you that uh, him getting to the five-star level makes it harder for Illinois to bring him in? Yes, a little bit, um, just because he will have his pick. I mean, he, he can By the time his recruitment is over, and, like, again, class of 2023, so he's got two more years of high school, he will have no shortage of offers, probably everyone, since he will – if he can maintain that five-star status. And the other thing is, and I'm, this is just sort of speculating because it's an option now, is the G League route, you know, the overtime elite route. Like, there's professional options that might come up for him because he's, again, one of the, the right now one of the top prospects in his class. But he always was early in his recruitment, which... It doesn't always make a difference, but it can. And, like, he's from here. He'd be comfortable here. I mean, the thing for Illinois is they have to keep winning. Like, this season has to be 
along the same lines as last year. And then they've got to do it again next year. Um, I mean, that's obviously the goal of every program, but if Illinois wants to recruit at that level, they have to have shown maybe a little more back history of, okay, we've built a consistent winner. So far, so good. I mean, two years. Okay. Anybody coming in for the football game? Well, I got you. What is this? Is it October 2nd? I, that's a fair question. Off the top of my head, I can't remember Okay, if they've got any visitors. Um, I would imagine probably we'll get somebody just because that's what you use these weekends for, but I'll have to, have to look into that a little bit. I mean, a couple more offers out and just thinking maybe – 2022 class because um, that's the one that they're working on right now. Okay. Yeah, I interrupted you. Sorry, Scotty. Carry on. Uh, another kind of interesting prospect, uh, Keyshawn Hall. He's originally from Cleveland. Um, 6'7", 235, 240-ish. Um, but plays with the ball in his hands a lot. Um, has some like really good ball handling skills is an interesting point-forward type of player. And you know, as Brad Underwood, as I said, he likes to collect different type of pieces when he puts his roster together. Keyshawn Hall would certainly be that, that piece. Um, reclassified from 2021 to 2022 because he had, I think, just a single D2 offer you know, after his senior year of high school. Um, then played you know, on the AAU circuit this summer and got some some more interest. Ton of D one offers. Illinois, um, probably his best right now. So we'll see what that means. But uh, just another another name to know. Um, and that's I mean the case in the twenty twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five classes. I mean the casting the wide net strategy that Brett Underwood first used. You know when he got here in the, the twenty twenty what. 2018 class was his first full class I think um, has not changed I mean, just a, a bunch of guys with Illinois offers out there alright uh, the current team fully vaccinated do we know uh, any updates there um, that's something we don't know but I will be asked I'm okay. sure um, on Friday you know, not to mention the other sport but Brad Bielma did say you know, his football team fully vaccinated I Assume that the same push will be made for basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. NBA uh, starting this week as well. Uh, any updates from former Illini now cashing checks? Well, I mean, training camp is going to get started. So, I mean, the ones that are on rosters right now, and by roster, I mean just heading into training camp, I would assume obviously with the Bulls we'll have a shot. You know, certainly. I mean, he's got a two-year deal. Um, Kendrick Nunn with the Lakers. I mean, he's going to play a, a key role on that team because with as many old guys as they have that will be taking maintenance days, like he's going to get a lot of PT. Um, George Bichanjavili got the training camp invite to the Denver Nuggets. We'll see what becomes of that. Um, no guaranteed deal there uh, for Georgie. And that's kind of kind of I know Myers Leonard is rehabbing from a foot injury and surgery also you know did get cut last year while he was hurt and because he said some things he one thing for certain he shouldn't have so we'll see what his NBA future 
might be, but it's not healthy going into training camp, any, anybody's training camp at all right now. All right, looking forward to that. Uh, on the court news uh, involving this year's team, uh, anything happened recently that we should be made aware of, Scott Ritchie? Just kind of the typical workouts have been happening since the players got back on campus you know, to start the the school year. And I mean, the, the big shift this week is they can go from eight hours per week with the the coaches or with Adam Fletcher in the weight room or conditioning or anywhere to twenty when hours per week per week when practices officially start. So, and that's the signal that things are about to get real. So more time on the court certainly will be the a big part of that. Curious with the IHSA finals or state championships coming back to Champaign-Urbana. I see football did an ode to the state champs in their facility, uh, made a big deal of it, that there's a list of state champions now available to look at. What do you think, basketball does the same thing? They do some kind of shrine to the the high school hardwood stars of yesteryear? I mean, that'd be an interesting. Do they want my help? To have. I can offer it. Okay. Yeah, uh, football. You know, it's a kind of a cool display that they have set up with you know, helmets of the the reigning champions for each class, and you know, a list of all the winners on the wall. Um, it's got yeah. a, like Illinois basketball. They hang jerseys of the sure. Maybe old Chuck Taylors. You know I mean, what those are? Well, yeah, whippersnapper. I, I am aware. We do work with Bob Osmussen, who that's his shoe of choice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, an idea, but, you know, I think part of it for football was Brett Bielma has tried to rehabilitate the Illinois football program in the eyes of high school football coaches in the state of Illinois. Um, not sure that Brett Underwood and Illinois basketball were in such dire straits. Okay. So. Be a nice tip of the hat, though. To yeah, well, I mean, with especially with the state championship coming back to Champaign, back to, well, for the first time at State Farm Center, but back to Assembly Hall. Hey, congratulations to Jalen Quinn. Loyola commit from Tuscola. He was homecoming king over the weekend. All right, that's a big deal. Yeah, did not maybe surprise me that, that he was the winner. Uh, wow, you're saying it was rigged? No, I'm just saying that. A Division One recruit from Tuscola. Not a surprise that he's the homecoming king. Okay. And he's, I mean, having known him for a couple of years now, talked with him several times, good kid, too. So, Congratulations to Bob Osmussen, who turned 60 on Tuesday. How about that? Happy birthday, Bob. Uh, Ed Bond wanted to sing, but I'd put the kibosh to that. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, it would probably hurt equipment that way. Anyway, Bob will be back soon. Hopefully by the time basketball starts. How about that? The season opener, the exhibition opener at least. Exhibition opener October 23rd at State Farm Center Man. against um, St. Francis yeah. of Illinois. I would go with St. Francis of Fort Wayne. Do they have one? Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, Illinois is already playing the Illinois version, right? which is, uh, I think, NAIA school. They're playing the Pennsylvania version. Yeah. Which is a D1 school. And then there's also another D1, St. Francis in New York. I take that as a slight to my my hometown city of Fort Wayne. We'll just schedule. I, one year, just schedule all of the St. Francis's. Be a pretty good record, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple exhibitions and a couple that count. 
All right, before I let you out of this podcast booth, Richie, anything else? No, just, I mean, every weekend in October we will have college basketball coverage. This weekend, top 100 players in the country. Next weekend, top 100 teams, then top 100 games, then a Big Ten preview, and then the final weekend of October, which will lead into the start of the regular season, a full Illinois basketball preview. I love you, man. That's all I can say. Get over here and give me a hug. (laughs) And on that note, the podcast is over. (laughs) See you next Monday, Scotty.